Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. You here with La Russell? You're tuned in. I'm on the Bootleg Care Podcast. You know what's going on. About to get into another interview brought to you by my bookie. It's holiday season. That means bowl games, NBA in season tournament, NFL all going down. Let's make this money right now. If you sign up at my bookie and use my promo code Bootleg, claim your deposit match. That's right. Put a deposit in up to thousand dollars. They're gonna match it. Mybookie.ag promo code is bootleg. Let's get to the interview. Bootleg Cat Podcast special guest here. Lil Russell's in the building. Ah, we back. He needs no introduction. Come on. The man who's changing the music game, in my opinion. Little Uh. by little, it's working. Uh. I just saw Dizzy Wright post something today about how he just dropped his project and like uh, 200 fans supported it. I think on the same platform you're using. Even. Even. And uh, the crazy thing is, is he showed the stream equivalency. And that to me, I think is like, I think it was like in his first day, it was like the money he made was like 1.4 million streams worth of money. Right. Which is crazy because, you know, these companies are fucking everybody. You know, it's a tough topic because they're not fucking everyone. Like, streaming is an extra revenue. But right? people are treating it like it's the main one. Is that fair to exactly. say? Exactly. And that's the issue. It's like, bro, they really created something revolutionary. Like, I'm I'm grateful for streaming. Right. I get paid monthly off some shit that I yeah, typically your, your wouldn't. Is lit. You feel me? Right. But it's like, I, I get people just great. But it's like, man, they were trying to do something. And, and they did do something innovative and game-changing. Right. It's like, we didn't tell all these niggas to give up their main sources of revenue. Yeah, we niggas didn't tell y'all to stop selling niggas vinyl Niggas decided to do that collectively, right. randomly. Right. It's like, bro, why aren't you selling your fucking music? Because you don't have real fans. Just like problem, you would sell right? a t-shirt or right. any other product, you should be selling your music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I just had to talk with uh, Queen Niger, who was up here. She's on a major label. And I was like, yo, you got like a vinyl or you know, tape or anything? Or She's like, nah, actually, I should talk to the label about that. I'm like, you got, like, real fans. You'll sell a thousand of those she in a week. real fans. Like, what are we doing? Like, it's, it is crazy, though, because like you said, like, 
I saw somebody. It was it. It might have been you, or it might have been somebody. Had just brought up the idea of using streaming as a commercial for your music, and 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 then taking it off like a trailer type shit. Like yo, you'll see how crazy my album is for a month, but then it's gone. Right now, you got to go buy it. Right, which is kind of like the opposite of what you know. I think people have been doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think you have to neglect the market. Like, leave your shit on streaming, but allow people who want to purchase your product to purchase it from right. you too. You feel me? Like, you don't have to. You don't have to like revolt against something and take all your shit away because you're stealing revenue from yourself. You're not hurting. You're them. stealing from your you're yeah because they're not going own. nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Man, and and not, also you're hurting <clears throat> your opportunity to be discovered. New marketing people. streaming is a form of marketing yeah. it's like you throw all of your shit in a pool and someone may pick that shit up to where now they want to spend money with you they want to go to your shows they want to buy merch they want to buy whatever you got to offer they want to buy stock they want to buy go cards like you're streaming it's just marketing that you get paid for right that's fair um so give me uh what, what's the update with you man i haven't seen you uh since i was at your house which was yeah it was hot outside i just remember that Right, it was hot as shit. That was a great show too. It was an amazing show. You had Shooter Gang Coney out there. Uh, what was the sixteen-year-old kid's name? We inv- Molly. He was. He yeah, came Molly up here. Came up yeah. here. Yeah, he was so fire. Him and his dad came. He's yep. school. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Modesto. Necessary man. man. Shout out Mer- Merced. Merced. Modesto. Yeah. Merced. God damn it. No, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> Somewhere over there. <laughs> kind of over there. They're not too far from each other. <laughs> They might, are they are they far? Oh fuck! Wait, no, Modesto. Shout out Merced though. Wait, Modesto's like by Vegas. <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah. Hey man, these little California cities confuse me. But no, it was it was a, a special day, man. It was really dope. Um, your dad was making food, right? Your mom was getting me high, right? Um, I got to check out just like your office and your at home studio and how you kind of schedule your social media posts with your team it was just it was an inspiring situation because everybody who i brought with me at some point in time are either artists or you know my producer he was shooting but he also was an artist and a, 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 a beat maker and engineer so it was just dope for everybody to see like there's another way right that i love the backyard shows because you get to see uh so many creatives in motion not just my team it'd be other niggas filming for right. their own interviews and podcasts just like it's a pool of creativity that you get to witness and i think uh a tv show was there that day one of the big networks yeah, was shooting that day yeah. or what it was cnn cnn yeah CNN, yep. yeah it was dope man but what's what so obviously you've been killing it i've been seeing a lot of your uh you know since since then i've watched you on a bunch of platforms talking about the movement but what is the latest um what's going on with the russell man uh Man, the compound. It's so much, by the, the way. Com- right. It's, it's a ton of shit. The compound is something I'm really excited about. Um, we building like an artist creative and wellness center. So it got a, a merch like distribution a GC thing? and production okay. facility, um, editing bay, editing lab. I'm building like a live venue inside of it for Fire. real intimate shows, like a hundred cap, low, low key shit. Um, and then we got the content studio that we moving over from our shop. And then our old shop, we're turning into like a creative hub that our network will be able to rent and utilize to do oh, wow. all their creative needs. Um, yeah, niggas just building. So people are going to be able to, like if they want to put music out, if they want to get a video done, they could go, you could kind of be a one-stop shop. If I need to get my merch ran. I right, can... it's a one-stop shop. But it's not like, um, 
it's for network. Like I'm building infrastructure. So when I find artists like Shantae's over there, someone new that we're we're helping cultivate, and she's like incredible. So when I find artists that I really love, it's just like it's easy to integrate them into a system and we start seeing the following grow immediately and we just know what to do. So we built all the infrastructure so we don't have to take someone there, 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 there to get the result. It's crazy because it's, I, I, you know, I, I feel like Russ was the OG guy who was like telling the truth to rappers, but they were like, Russ is a dick. Right. (laughs) I feel like your message has been a lot more palatable. Right. You've inspired, I'm sure, people you don't even know you've inspired at this Man, point. Man, shit be crazy. Like big artists. I'm talking about superstars, I'm sure, because your content has been digested. Bro, at a high the level. labels use my blueprint. Like, if there's. There's there's not too many offices who don't know who I am and what I'm doing and telling their artists. And they all hate on you. When same. I bring listen, can I be honest with you? Right, please. All of these industry guys, because I bring your name up all the fucking right. time, they are hating on you. Right. I'm telling you, they all say the same. Yeah, but but he ain't got like a like a hit. Like, what's where's the music? And I'm like, what? Like this happens. This I, I promise you, that a version of that conversation has happened at least you know, twenty what's, times. What's crazy too is like, um, and I'm talking about even people in I your have, city. People I in have, your city. I have ton. Man, I got. I know. I got tons of songs, and like the the difference is the amount of money that you're able to put behind a record, like. Niggas don't understand. Niggas be on on label deals and in contracts, and I got a million followers and made millions of dollars, and they haven't. But niggas are talking about, oh, you ain't got a hit. (laughs) Well, you do, and you still don't have what I have. You feel me? Like, that shit don't be making sense and adding up. It's ego. It's ego. It's because they can't do it. So they go resort to that. I had someone, I was talking to um, someone from a label. And uh, I was telling him, like, we're about to scale to this next level. And he was like, man, I think if you just kind of, um, if you if you work on the music side, yada, yada. And I was just like, do you hear the shit that's blowing up? There's not one artist right now who can make a do that little dance, a family business. Uh, right. Some of these songs I've made is like, nigga, do you hear what we talk? There's no rap artist who's doing what the fuck I'm doing. And you niggas talking about some music to me with all the stupid shit we hear blowing up. It's like y'all in, y'all are insane. And the whole industry is like delusional and faking it. These niggas don't like these songs that's being pushed and that's on the radio and that's getting exposed. No. They don't, they don't listen to them in no. their car. They don't listen to them at home. You feel me? But everybody's rallying behind this shit and acting like we, we, we really... It's just weird. And it's because everyone I, has a job. Right. And that's what I've learned. So right? all of the people right. we're talking about are employed. Exactly. And it, and it is in their best interest to keep their employment status. Job. To Man, push I'm, whatever I'm comes across the conveyor belt. I my autonomy this long. Like bro was just saying before he walked out. He's like, man, you've been holding out. And it's like, I haven't even been holding out. I'm just unimpressed. That's fair. I mean, I, I do appreciate the transparency that you've provided to a lot of artists because you brought up that rock nation meeting that you had and i had a similar meeting with with rock nation didn't get it quite as far as you but um with my artists and then i've heard two or three other people say similar shit and what people don't know you could just take the name rock nation out of it because i got homies over there any label that's the conversation that's happening yeah it is the terms are always against you like for the man, it's very tough. It's very tough to. I've yet to get a deal from a major that made me feel great. I've yet to get an offer from a. How major. How many offers have you gotten? If you had to, uh, you know, throw a number out. 
north of north of fifteen, north of ten for sure. I'd say about ten, seven to ten. I mean, yeah. that's that's about all of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's about yeah, all of them. it's man, and they're they're never impressive. They're never impressive. It's like um. I don't know. They just don't get it. They they lack the ability to understand what's coming and what's next or what's happening. And I'm someone who um, they got terms in a contract. Like man, the last contract we got, we was all in the airport and we was reading through it. And I was putting like T and splash on game. This is what this means. This is what this means. And it's a lot of shit in the contract that's like for a developing artist and shit. And it's like. Y'all don't even take the time and the due diligence to make a contract based on who you're doing business with. Yeah, like you guys didn't even, like, this is a standard deal that you're going to offer 10 other people. At the very least, let me read something in here that makes you think, Bro. like, oh, they're they're offering the Russell a deal. Bro, I had a deal that wanted to take, um, I think it was 16 or 18% of my entertainment income. And I what, was just what, and like, then what does that mean? Like, how do they even define that? All right? monies from entertainment. So, so all shows, monies from entertainment, which is which is crazy. But not live show entertain. More so, it's like if you end up doing TV like show. a war TV. Yeah, right. Entert- anything you make in the entertainment field, and it's like that. I've been making money in entertainment way before <laughs> nigga then offered me a deal. So it's like to come and tell someone you want a percent of that is just like unjustifiable. For what what you intend to provide, like I've already broken myself as an artist, and this next year is finna go even crazier. I've been cracking more codes, where it's like, oh nigga, it's up. <laughs> There's even deals um, where labels will want a piece of if you start a clothing line while you're signed. Yep, that they can somehow figure out was from the music. They want a piece of it. Uh, this Bro, just just happened to a friend of mine who has revenue. A, my boy's got a really big clothing line. I mean, it's huge. He had signed a deal probably 2012 2013 and there was actually a discussion that he might have to give up some of his clothing line yeah and i understand some of the terms for um an artist that you take from nothing who like no one knows this nigga and all of a sudden everyone those people aren't getting deals though i under they're getting three they are are they they just getting three they're getting it it's an all-encompassing deal because they're making they're making your brand but to take a nigga who's coming in who's already selling out shows and selling tickets and selling stock and say oh we want this it's just like you're fucking insane <laughs> so you don't you, even have an artist on your roster that's at the level that I'm at, but you want those things. So there are situations in which you could see a 360 deal benefiting an artist. I think a 360 deal is hyper beneficial if you're a businessman. Like if you, because every artist don't have streaming, but some of us, I did half a million on my own shows last year, not counting outside performances. Right. I do half a million on merch. So if you're able to leverage those things in exchange for capital outside of the streaming, I don't think that's a bad deal. I think that's a great, if you go partner with anyone and you say, hey, I love your business. I want a percent. I'll put all this money up. That's not a bad thing. That's what every fucking startup company, tech company does. It's, I think it's a bad thing when it's like, When you don't give a nigga the amount of funds to actually build it or the infrastructure and resource to actually build it and you're just going to take it, 
it's a little it's different it's a little more it's a little off-putting right. or if you if if it's someone who's already established all this shit and you're not giving them the, the means of capital to excel it but you want to take it it's just like bro you got to contribute to get out of that shit i heard uh did you ever see the leor cohen interview he explained the 360 deal yeah so he kind of explained it is if you and i start a restaurant together and i'm the investor mm-hmm. and and you start taking the sauce that's popping and selling it at Walmart, do I get a piece of the sauce? And I, I understood it from that angle. It. And like you said, like if you're an artist who doesn't have a cult following, doesn't have a brand, doesn't really have anything going, maybe a little TikTok moment, maybe it is worth it. It makes so much sense. To dive into the machine. Because you'll, you'll get on the other side of that deal eventually. And that it'll help you recoup faster. Mm-hmm. It'll help because product sells way faster than music. Right. So you'll be able to recoup and be out your situation way faster if it aligns. Like I said, if someone's helping you build all those revenues, like if you don't have a merch business going and someone says, oh, I'll I'll help you make a million dollers in merch. Yeah, Yeah. I think they should have a percent. If you're you're doing that shit standard. For every nigga that comes in this right. office, you just offer it to him. It's like like some of my issues with some of the deals I got is like I'll give a proposal and they'll ask what I want and I'll get the contract back and it's a bunch of shit that we didn't even discuss. It's like you don't you don't just throw something in a nigga contract without It's like a political bill. Someone. Like they be like, yo, they be trying to right. throw so much shit into these bills that are supposed right. to be about something else <laughs> and you be like really reading like, wait, what? We're fucking right. what? Like, right. No, that's some real shit. It's crazy because um, I do feel like, you know, if there's anybody who can kind of lead a real change in Renaissance into how this is thought of, um, I think it's you, man, because I've seen I'm seeing it. I saw Curtis King post his shit from Even. Right. What is Even? So Even is a uh, <clears throat> an all encompassing platform. Eventually, it's going to grow to an artist hub. Where are you a artist. part of it? Or are you? Yeah, I okay. have equity. In, okay, so you have in, equity in Even. Even. Yeah, I I, I've been so seeing people post their the very first like, launch fuck, of fuck Even. Fuck your was Spotify recaps. This is what I did. Right, you know what hilarious. I mean? <laughs> Yeah, man, even as an all-encompassing platform for artists, like we just give artists the ability to monetize and, and sell their music if they don't have their own situation. Some some artists don't have a Shopify set up or, or just want to have a website and all that shit. It even makes it easy for the fans to come support and buy your music directly from you. What's the play? So my whole thing with the, th- with the third-party shit, right, is we're so conditioned to play music on certain apps. Mm. So if I buy an album on Even... W- w- it's, it's set up just like Spotify. It's an in-app streamer. So, it's a, so I'll download the Even app on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. So if I... Any well, no, of my it's, it's web-based. Music, it's web-based, so it's not So that's app. what y'all got to figure Eventually, out. Eventually, it'll y'all gotta get to the app. Because yeah. that's... That, for as a fan... For fan experience purposes... Right. That's what you want. You want to be able to be like, oh, cool, I got my even library of all the shit I've supported. Yeah, definitely. I want to I just mean, press and, play. And I, I believe he built it web-based based off like data that people were still kind of right. going online for specific That's got to be the next thing. And it's like, even was really built from the dirt a year ago. Like, I just did the very first launch last year when I did 100,000 mm-hmm. on the album. That was the first anybody's heard of it in existence. And I campaigned the whole Proud to Pay offer. But right. like, this shit was built from the dirt. And in one year, we've gotten Omarion's and Dizzy Wright's and a bunch of Omarion's major labels are on board and now like the majors are going to even so they can run their upcoming yeah, artists I through wonder, it. Like, because uh, yeah, I was. I, I, I feel like if I was an up and coming artist, I would want to have that option. Like, is that going to get worked into my deal? Where like, yo, if I want to be able to, you guys might get a cut of this, but right. I want to be able to sell my shit. <laughs> 
Right. For maybe the first well, week. Well, I mean, a lot of artists, see, when you're going into the major system, it's so different because it's very hard to sell music that you don't own. It is. Straight up. Very hard. Yeah. You got to ask permission. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, um, can you give me some insight on like uh, how influential Nipsey has been? Because Nipsey was kind of the first guy to do yeah, the private pay pioneer. thing, right? Man, he is a pioneer Nipsey in so many the, ways. Nipsey is the reason I decided to start doing Proud to Pay. And I feel like I re- revolutionized it another tier by doing Offer Base. So I started with Proud to Pay. I was riding my bike. And I was like thinking about Nip's $100 album. And I was like, man, how can I do this but in a way that's conducive to my people? Because I didn't know too many niggas who would pay 100 for an album. So I was like... I'm just going to let niggas pay whatever. Pay what because you want. Because if I make $1 over zero, then I won. Yeah. Right? So I started doing pay what you want. And I want, and I ended up doing a live show that was pay what you want. And I made less than I projected. But I noticed that people don't want to pay a certain amount at the door because there's hella people around. So typically, some niggas would give me a rack, 100. But you don't want to do that at the door with people behind you. So I, I end up creating offer base. And when I start doing my backyard, I was like, let's start doing offer base because I can't. I can't set a ticket price on this experience. Like, you came to the backyard. It was We've had shows crazy. with Sada there and different people come out. So it's like, you guys how can I say this? Too, right? is, man, I can't say this a $20 ticket, a $5 ticket, $30. None of that makes sense to me. So I'm like, you tell me what, what you think this experience is worth. And all I could do is say yes or no for this one you feel me and um was it hard to figure out the back end of the offer based thing because i've never seen like any website offer something where no you it just... was new with the technology was completely new like i got with my partner Abrima. he created a, a ticketing site called what's tba that just sold regular tickets and when i came i was like man i got this idea i need to build a tech behind it so i could do my shows a certain way and we just started this last year like i said i did half a million on what's tba offer based shows last year i think that's the future if you're smart. Man, it's the present and going for exactly. You especially when you um when you have a real live show and a real live experience yeah. and something like me where and you, got a you get to holler at me and talk to me and yeah. I'm around like when you know what it eventually it gets to the point where people stop offering you like people are just like I know what I'm getting and I know what this shit is worth and what it means to me. Yeah, like if um certain artists who are like a certain level end up <laughs> Taking that and running with it, it's gone. Clean up, clean up. I even think of like a guy like you know. I always you you always hear a couple of names: Drake, Kendrick. Like if they ever decided to go independent, clean it would, up. It would break the music industry. Clean up. Like if Drake decided to be clean like, up. nigga, the labels are pissing their pants. It, he would break <laughs> the music industry. Yeah, forever. Yeah. I mean, right now there's a lot of. Slow work towards but that. But that's they know that, which is why they're okay running him ha- a quarter billion and plus because they know they know like he's 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 responsible for saving the industry at a at a specific time. So they know. Yeah, like and and I think it guys like the weekend, like the weekend's team, his infrastructure that isn't the label, just his team is so on point. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, at what point can the label do anything but write you a fucking check? That and that's eventually it gets to that point and i honestly and truly feel like i'm getting to that point now like after this run i'm about to have in 2024 at this point it's not much they could do but it's even now the offers i get is like 
Y'all got to, you, you can only run a check, in, which you should want to. When you see a nigga already got a business completely established and built, all you want to do is get a cut because <laughs> you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to you do anything. Just, they like built it. It's like I came to you and said, oh, you got a pizza spot? Let me just give you some bread and give me a percent every Definitely month. Not, not, That's a win. Definitely don't have a pizza spot uh, officially, publicly, but maybe... Soon, it'll yeah, be, I'm, it'll I'm, be announced I'm on my just, Instagram. That was like a random, you yeah, know. I do have a nightclub that's very successful in Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, my business partners. That perfect example. Hey man, we try to get people to invest. It was it's just three of us, and uh, everybody who said no within the first month were like, "Hey, can we get in?" And I'm like, "Fuck no!" Ah, <laughs> right? Like right. Once we had Cardi B and Meek Mill, and everybody's like, "Yo, right. man, look, if you guys still need a second phase of money, I'm like, nah, we're good now." Like everybody don't see it. Everybody don't see it. And and that is the main thing I think that you're a testament of, bro, is because these conversations I'm telling you about that I've had with people, right. they don't see it and they don't get it and they're, they're oblivious to like, all you got to do is see it. That's all. And people are, you know, if you believe in what you're doing and you're sure of it and you got good people around you who aren't yes men. Mm-hmm. Fuck if somebody who don't like fuck fuck with what what some A and R thinks. Fuck with some label executive thinks. Like Man, and make, make them see your vision. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. And that's easier said than done, right? <laughs> that's easier It'd said be, than done. Man, it's tough to 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 stay down because you get offered these sums and you want to go, but it man, you really got to stick to like. And you got to have a work ethic. The other thing is, major label might be for you if you're lazy. Yeah. I think the because your work ethic is insane. I think the majors are necessary because there there are some artists that are just insanely talented, but they don't have the um, the care or desire to do all the other shit to make sure the to world get their hands hears really it. So dirty. I yeah. think the labels are necessary, even for a nigga like me. Like if we find the right label yeah. with the right deal. I'm gone because I'm already gone. It's like I'm yeah. not on a major and yeah. I'm on every major platform and niggas no, know it's got to be so the right deal though. That's it. What up, y'all? Bootleg Kev here. Shout out to our family at Imperial Extraction. Listen, right now, oh, a free two gram pre roll of that za, of that loud, of that gas can get right to your door delivered for free. Now, this is what's dope about uh, Imperial. Let me tell you, man. The thing about Imperial is they got 16 years of experience when it comes to this West Coast cannabis space. And recently, they just got into the hemp scene. Now, what is the hemp scene? That means uh, that it's it's legal. It's going to get delivered right to your door. Federally legal. It ships to your door. No issues. Uh, and this is what also is dope about it. It's still going to get you high. It's going to get you blown just like that uh, traditional cannabis. It's that THCA um, look, they got so much stuff going on. Um, this is the THCP Enhanced Live Resin. You can get your carts there. They got all the flavors. Boom, boom. Most importantly, whatever you do, Imperial, uh, make sure you go to their website because, uh, look, ImperialExtraction.com. If you go to that website and you use that promo code BOOTLEG, you're going to get hooked up with a free two grand pre-roll right now imperial extraction.com get yourself i've been smoking these for uh, about three weeks now and man i love them and um they definitely get me elevated man and, and this is what's dope about these let me show y'all just real quick if you guys don't know um imperial extraction let's pop one open because this is what's getting delivered to your house for free remember imperial extraction.com promo code bootleg at checkout Look at that thing, man. It's a two-gram pre-roll with the glass tip, premium 
THCA, and it's got the uh, diamond-infused uh, joints, and he busts this thing open. There's little diamonds in there, bro. It's crazy, all right? It comes with one and a half grams of that top-shelf flour, half a gram of the pure THCA diamonds, and uh, it's free. Yeah. So uh, go to the promo code bootleg at imperialextraction.com, and trust me when I say you will not regret it. Shout-out to Imperial Extraction. Also want to give a shout-out. To our good folks at Blue Chew. That's right. Salute to the family at Blue Chew. Make sure you head on over to BlueChew.com. Use that promo code bootleg right now. If you don't know, Blue Chew's where it's at. They're getting you situated real nicely when it comes to your penis, your Johnson, your cock. Ugh. That's a, that's a weird way to... Who says cock? I don't know. Nonetheless, if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, if you're dealing with a uh, little anxiety, a little stress, and you're not up to par when it comes to the performance... Look, you need to put your best step forward when it comes to your dick game. You know what I'm saying? So what you need to do is go to uh, BlueChew.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEG right now. They're going to give you a month's supply for free. Now, if you're watching this, you don't know about BlueChew. Let me explain. Same exact active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis in a chewable form. Delivered to your door discreetly. Yes, no doctor's appointments. Uh, none of that. It's all online. You don't have to worry about going and sitting in an office and waiting to go get your dick pills. No. Listen, by the way, these aren't dick pills. These are, this is a chewable. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be clear. There's a difference. This is much better. Um, Bluechew.com, promo code bootleg. Month supply for free. Delivered to your door discreetly. All online. It's what we're doing, man. Same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, man. Get your dick right. All right, let's get back to the interview. You did do a one-off with Russ, yep. which I thought was awesome. Uh, we talked about this a bit in the vlog we did when I went to your house. Um, for people who don't know who didn't see that vlog, you did a one-deal one album with Russ. You were still dropping tons and tons and tons because Russ is the most artist-friendly guy ever, and he just wanted to be down, you know? Yeah. Um, but he had gone on his tour, and he had offered you to come and open on the tour, and you turned that down. Yeah. Most people would hear that. I think me and Hovain talked about it when it happened. God rest Hovain's soul. Rest right. in peace to my brother. Um, most people would love to go on a tour with Russ and open up because he was doing like arenas and like amphitheaters and stuff. At that moment, because this was two, three years ago. 2021. So yeah, so this was two years ago. Yeah. This was the sh sh uh, the Snow Globe yep, album. Yep. Yeah. Um, most people would jump at that uh, opportunity I know why you didn't do it. I kind of want you to explain, because you've built so much since then, but I want right. you to explain why you passed on that opportunity. Man, it would have took me away from home, and I was building something I really, really, really believed in at home. And I knew the that- The pergola. Yeah, you know, and I knew the opportunity to go on tour would circle back. And I didn't- um, I didn't I didn't really want to go on tour and get a salary. Like I could go do shows and make my own paper. So I really just wanted to stay home and build and I end up building the backyard residency in the perglet and that shit ended up making me I mean 10x what I would have generated on that tour and new fans, new meeting, new everything. You feel me? So I'm I'm happy I stayed home. It was Yeah, like, cuz you would have got new fans that way, but you I don't know if you would have gotten the amount of like super engaged fans that you got by mm. just doing and your own the thing. cultural like it, it just the backyard is different for like, sure you know like the backyard is different and what 
what I'm doing in terms of culture, like you go in my comments and you see the Buster Rhymes and the OGs in there because they know what's up. Like we ain't seen hip hop look like this in a minute. And and I think one of the last times you might have saw it look like this probably was in your area. <laughs> I feel like when I think of independent shit, I think of Texas, I think of No Limit, and I think of the Bay. Out the trunk. You know what right. I'm saying? For sure. Uh, is your house... Because this is your your family's house. This is the house that you know you grew up in. At what point in time does your fame, does your home become inhabitable because of how popular you are? Because for people who don't know, your house is in the, it's in a normal neighborhood. Yeah, there's no like crazy. <laughs> there's no security. There's right. It's just your house. Right. This is a normal house that you grew up in, exactly. in Vallejo, California. Exactly. There's a stage in the backyard. There. I, I mean, th- your parents are there. You got to get to a point where is it a you're gonna end up moving out of the house or getting the parents out of there, renting it out, or um, has I, it not gotten there yet? I doubt. I mean, we don't know how big it's gonna be yet. Drake hasn't came to the backyard just yet. You know, when Drake and but Shaq as of right now, as of right now, no, we good. Man, my house is protected, and it's like I'm really from where I'm from. Like this is my home. I walk every day around the block, and everybody like. I'm from there. I, I hoop there. I play tennis. My daughter, we, we like, yeah. I'm, I'm home. <laughs> no, I know. I get it. I get it. But like, again, if once you get to a certain point, you're just going to have random people finding the band being like, yo, let's go drive by the Russell's house. and see." Yeah. Yeah. There. We had a nigga come in uh, from Buffalo and it was his first time ever been on the plane. And he was like, man, I just had to come see it and see if it was real. So yeah, it was like. Did he knock that, on the door? No, he just kind of drove past and said, I think he ended up messaging us because he had brought like some merch. And I went outside and I hollered at him and I was like, man, this isn't okay, but I fuck with you. And I see, I get it. I understand. Like, man, I, I'm a human and I know how it feel to have somebody that really changed your life. Like this man was in his thirties and it was his first time ever getting on a flight. Cause he was like, I have to go and that's to that a backyard. Fucking crazy flight. Buffalo. That's sick. There's man, no that's direct the flight, flight. You don't. There's right. no direct flight. He had a layover. <laughs> you feel me? So I, I understand that, that energy. And when I was growing up in a V, I never seen nobody famous. Like, I never seen anyone who made it where I was like, ah, I get to witness. You know, I didn't I didn't get that experience. So when I be mobbing around and I'm outside, like, I get it. I understand. Crocs endorsement happened yet? It's on the way. They got it, man. It's on the way. And right? Are you still hanging on to Android? You are, huh? Yeah, come on, man. This guy. It's on the way. This guy hey, got man. The- it's on the way. Yo, <laughs> Samsung fucking... Take care of this guy. Right. He's got the green bubbles all day. Right. And um, it's real. So uh, I wanted to ask you, because um, there, I, I'd love to see a couple of things. One, I think we have a mutual friend who I talked to today. He's one of my closest friends in the music industry, Simba, who yeah. I love dearly. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's in the major label machine, you know, as he is. Um, uh, so I don't know how easy or hard or difficult it is for you guys to drop a real project together. Uh-huh. Um, but I've heard that being floated around. I feel like when I think about the two guys, not just in the Bay, I'm talking about just music period, where I'm just like, man, we're in good hands. It's you and him at the top of that list. Was that something you guys have talked about, or is that something that... Not really. uh, Not really. We don't need... Me and Simba, um, like, hell of a feeling is like our first song together. Like, we worked on some shit prior, but it wasn't nothing we both loved. But hell of a feeling was our first track together. We never really... Anytime we link, we don't do music. Like, we really hang and chop it up. We're here, come to the backyard, and we rap. Like, 
Man, that's the dope thing about like, bro. I fuck with nigga. You got to be human with me. For sure. Like, like Coney is one of my my best friends, and it's like we come. We don't even do music together. We just rap and hang and chill and talk about life. I think Simba too has got an understanding of a lot of things. Outs like that are at a high level that most artists don't in terms of like branding, in terms of like how he speaks, in terms of like when he goes on platforms. I think he sometimes he'll approach an interview like it's an album. Yeah, Simba, Simba's, Simba's uh, smarter than a lot of um, a lot of the niggas in the game. Like he's just more strategic and calculated. He understands. What about you doing an album? Nothing but Pilo beats. It's coming. Okay. We are man. Me and Pilo been talking about that for the past two years. So yeah, that's that, that has that's to coming, happen, right? Because dog, the, the listen, you you and Pilo, you over just Pilo beats for a whole project, right? And then fucking that's gonna be a moment too for the for the for the home team, man. And that'll shut up some of the uh, the uh, you know the, the the Bay Area gatekeepers. Nah, some that won't even shut them up. There's nothing that can shut them up. It's like I made baggage claim in the whole world. That shit was going viral for months 10s 20 like that nothing to shut them up you know that just doesn't happen i've reached a million followers independently and i've never bought a follower that's beautiful there is nothing that could shut these people up because they don't know nothing Mm. i don't buy streams everything i have organic authentic growth are you still um so for people who don't know who maybe are just heard you watching this you have a, a situation with your albums where well, one, what I love that you do is you take care of your team. So if someone shoots a video, if you do a, a full project with, you know, yep. your, your producer, uh, you're cutting the team in on the, on the, on the equity on the album, right? Um, are you still doing that in terms of, like, fans being able to say, man, I want to get a cut? Sell stock every month. And is that stock – walk me behind the business behind that because – um, for people who don't know, there's a there is a platform that's called DistroKid, right? Where mm-hmm. you're able to upload your music uh, and then split the music, the, which is an easy way for you to pay featured artists, writers, yep. producers, management, whatever, right? So, are you distributing the stock? It gets purchased, and then do you go in on? Is it DistroKid? I don't use DistroKid anymore. Like the um, the technical capability wasn't there for the level that I was doing it at. So I currently use uh, Command Shift Nvidia, and I just start. I heard uh, of Nvidia. I just start rocking with Two Loss as well. I okay, like they're they're back in. Yeah, I heard Nvidia is dope. Yeah, Nvidia is great. Command Shift's great. I, and yeah. these are distro companies that are similar to like TuneCore. These are distribution companies, and they have the same type of technology but at a larger scale man that that been my thing like man there's other dealings that we were trying to do but it didn't align because they didn't have a split system and to me it's like if i can't split the money and control my own back end and see where my shit going and when i want to pay somebody that's a red flag it just doesn't it's also if you don't have the split system set up and you're a distro company i mean how i mean tunecore had to do it Right, eventually, right. Tunecore didn't do it for a long. time. They didn't time, do it for a long time. They had to do it. They understood. That's like, well, shit. I mean, Bro, shout out to DistroKid because they changed the game. When for you're real. a distro and you don't have one, you're encouraging people to steal money from other collaborators and artists. Yeah, because you might not even want to do it on purpose, especially because there's different angles of that. But let's say you're an artist. Just the idea of like maybe you have management that's supposed to handle the splits, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just it, things get lost in the wind. If you could just set up the splits, and it's just 
locked in. Man, I just started using Two Losses Portal recently, and I got to go holla at them because they got it set up to where you submit the release, then you enter the split. And I'm just going to tell them the same thing. Like, you're going to encourage people to be able to monetize their art before they start paying their collaborators. Like, you not you shouldn't be able to submit the release until everybody is kind of accounted and, for. And because... Not not you, not me, but a lot of artists, a lot of people. It's like human nature that like once you see that money come in, you're like, eh. Boy, it's tough. It's but but tough. what I'm saying is like if you just set up the splits from the jump, then whatever money you're getting is the money you're That's getting. That's all you need. To, exactly. And then you're like, cool. You know what I mean? But if you get the whole pie and you're like, yeah, you know, some it's people be hard are inclined to be a little, little cheaper. Right. <laughs> right. Naturally. That's a human thing. Um... You don't do necessarily touring. You do shows. Yeah, I do one-off shows. Sometimes you'll just pop up and be like, I have yeah. a show today at 2 so, p.m. Man, that's Come or not. Special, that's what's special about this year coming up because I'm doing um, touring in a non-traditional way. I'm doing residencies in different cities. So during the you know spring and winter, we're going to be in venues. And then when the summer comes, I'm finding different backyards in each of these cities where we could do our thing still. Any, uh, any L.A.? Uh LA is on the list. LA is on the list. LA is on the list. So when you're going to do a residency in a city, how many shows in the year? How many shows per city? Let's say LA. What are we going to do? Four or five? Three? Yeah, like six. Six? Okay. Yep. You just need to find a spot. Yep. I like yeah. that. This is the way people... Fuck... I mean, like, shout Man, out to promoters. But why like, would you pay a promoter if you could promote yourself? Just rent the venue. Because a lot of niggas can't promote themselves. And a lot of niggas don't even promote their own shows. This is true. They're, they're really worried about social media aesthetic. Right. They, they don't want to look a certain way. Hey, bro. That is the biggest pet peeve I have with artists when they're so worried about the aesthetic of how their page looks that they won't even promote their own shit. Right. That happens And it just kind of so tell, it's much. like, bro, you probably don't love what you made. Like, if you don't want to tell people, hey, I made this shit, you probably don't really enjoy what you made. Um. You've you have a great team. Um you guys have come up with a system in terms of the way you will repurpose content. Yeah. Like if you go do an interview, if you go, you know, this will be repurposed at Right. Is, <laughs> hey, you see your clips yeah. for the next six, seven months. Um, whether it's a freestyle or uh, you know, you guys will shoot a backyard performance that ends up, you know, living on on your IG on on YouTube shorts, whatever. But you you guys have a real uh, on purpose method of how you schedule your post every day, mm-hmm. what kind of post it is, what time of day you post. Break that down because I I think if people saw the way you run your content, it's very inspiring. And I think you just don't have to be late. Like if you're not lazy, like there is like right. you just got to keep on throwing shots into the algorithm, right? Like man, we're just curating a channel. So I remember when we first started, um I had a bunch of live sessions already cuz we used to do the good company live right. sessions. So I was posting hella those. And then I started doing interviews. So I'm like, "All right, now we need to integrate interviews and then we start doing shows and let's let's integrate show footage and then like now we'll have like real life moments like i'm just hooping like the other day i shot the ball from the roof and it's like okay that's integrated those four different types of content so you can see me four times a day in a different way so you're able to become a fan in a different facet and you know posting every few hours it's just like if you have it and we toned it back like we used to have so much and me and tieta sat and i was like all right now 
Let's 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 hone it down. Let's only post the pieces that we like. Man, this that this you, made people me feel have to good, see this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got to that point, and it was like, okay, now let's lock it down even more. Only post the one that we look at each other. Because well, at a certain like, point in time, was it four or five times a day? Yeah, like six, five, right. or six. Because I do think like there's a couple of things like like everyone will have an excuse why they don't have content to shoot, um, and and I, I don't I don't buy it anymore because I got homies who are making six figures in their right. life off of their phone off Boy, of whatever app just chilling but you do have you do have a team you have t who helps you you have you have a team at this point yeah but it wasn't always like that right but for you what is like the practical solution for an artist who has two thousand monthly listeners who just is putting out records trying to follow you know i think a lot of artists will see the path you take, the path Russ takes, the path that a lot of artists take in terms of throwing up shots, throwing up shots, and they kind of feel like they're, it's just not working. At a certain point in time, the music has to be good. Right. People have to buy into you. At a certain right. point in time, and there that, has to be, that, 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 that'd be my thing with the industry when niggas be talking about all oh, the hit in the music, because I'm like, you think I got to a million followers organically if I don't have, you think these niggas come to my backyard, sold out every single time and sing every lyric without the music. They don't know the lyrics to your artist song. Right. We don't know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> but I was going to say the practicality of like that struggling up and coming artist who, when they think of content, it breaks their brain. Right. And they think of like, because a lot of people, you have to be good at Instagram. You have to be good at, like, like for whatever reason, like, people can respect it or not respect it. It's a talent to, like, really understand how to cut up a piece of content. How to- you know, for some, there's so many different routes you could take, though. I was telling T the other day, I love Boozy and Lil Duval and, like, Charleston White. Because they don't do content in a traditional way. It's just them being themselves. Gilly is one of those where Gilly's he has content, so but he's also, a lot of his posts are just him. It's just him pulling his phone out, screaming about the Eagles in front of a TV. If you don't have the ethic to figure it out, it's just not for you. It just keep making excuses and complaining. It's just not for you. If do something anybody else. Who, man, there's so many. You can go shoot visualizers. We've had visualizers go viral. A visualizer... Is like a music video but short form. Basically, yeah. I write out a whole music video treatment and I just pick one scene and be like, all right, let's shoot this and put the song on it. That shit, Cali Bearden went viral a few times, outstanding doing numbers. There's an artist. We'll do those. Have you seen this guy, uh, Anise? Yeah, yep. He's so good at. Right? I mean, I've seen him promote the same song for like over a, a year times. in different ways. He might be sitting at a tennis court singing a song. He might be on a. Bro, if you take one song. And you do a live record, a live performance, one with your instrumental, one with the guitars, one with the pianist. You got three different pieces of content and one might go. Then you can start doing specialty shit. Go outside and record your shit. Do it live. Like, it's just so many things you could do for a nigga to be like, I don't know what to do. It's like, you're not trying. You're not trying. And you're scared of how that it's gonna not going to work. That too, right? People are scared. Well, what happens if I throw something Which up and it makes me look crazy? Because social media is transparency. So if you throw something up and it don't do well, people will see and your Failure insecurities your Failure insecurities data, will though. prevent you from, from getting over that hump. You got to do it. Failure is data. Yeah. You're not going to make every single shot you take. Mm-hmm. Bootleg Kev here. Hey, shout out to King Pond, man. We want to show them some love. Uh, listen, I've been... I feel like enlightened recently uh, since we've been working with King Palm, man. The cleanest smoke 
organic, all natural, no tobacco. And this is what's dope about King Palm is um, they have these turpin-infused tips. And what I love about them is whatever flavor you're into, like these are the Red Rain energy drink flavors. I'm a big energy drink guy, right? So you stuff what you need in these bad boys. Hit that tip. You're going to get hit with a nice shock of flavor. Boom. That's the uh, pink lemonade. Also, these are the natural boys. But I'm going to show you what it looks like rolled up, all right? Let's take a peek in here. We got the King Palm boys here. This is what we're doing, all right? Now, if you go to kingpalm.com, it is the holiday season. You want to take care of somebody you love. You want to take care of yourself. You deserve to be taken care of. Yo, 50% off right now. Use that promo code bootleg. It's either 50 or 40%. Fuck. I probably should know that. I think it's 50, though. Either way, it's 50 or 40. Bootleg, kingpalm.com. Or, you know, go to 7-Eleven. They got them uh, at there. Uh, any of your smoke shops in your hood, whatever it is, wherever you're at. Pull up to your smoke shop, get you some King Palm. One more time, organic flavor, no tobacco. It's lit. Also, can we show some love to our family at Hardeen? Man, shout out to Hardeen, man. Look, if you're in Vegas, you got to pull up. You got to say, take me to Hardeen right now. I need to go to Hardeen. They're going to take you. They're going to get you situated. Hardeen, Las Vegas, the best cannabis uh, dispensary I've ever walked into in my life. The most craziest selection of premium cannabis in the entire world. I mean, that place smells like God's uh, sweat. It feels, it just smells so good in there. It's just, oh, they got their own scent. They're our family too, man. So make sure you follow them online, Harding underscore Las Vegas, all right? Shoot them a follow on uh, Instagram. Also go to HardingLasVegas.com. And when you're in Vegas, make sure you pull up to Harding, baby. And I always tell people too, you can upload new reels, like you could re-upload reels, but not have it on your feed. Mm -hmm. Just throw it back into the system. Right. So it pops up. Um, so music-wise, I we know what you're doing in the, in the new year. How, I, I mean, you're always working on new albums. They're coming right. out all the time. What's 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 uh, what's coming next? Man, we got a project with Link Up coming. I'm okay. finna drop before the year close. That'll be album number thirty. And then I just did uh, some incredible songs with this producer named Mike G. Okay. Um, from Chicago. That shit coming. I got shit with Dot. I'm always making music. Like, that. I, I, that's my passion. I love to make music. So I don't think I'm ever not going to be dropping. Would you ever sell your catalog? Like, people are selling their nah, catalogs. I wouldn't. It's a thing. You know, people are getting bags. Yeah. No, yeah. people do. Um, I personally wouldn't. Would um, you ever sell a piece of it? For the right price? Nah, I license it though, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like, say somebody I'd wanted to just build new homes with people, like, and that's been something I've been running into with, like, trying to do deals with labels or distros because they all want your catalog. And I'm like, no, I spent years building my own shit and marketing, putting my own money. You're not getting my catalog, but I will build new homes with you. We could do. 25, 30, 50 new things, but you're not going to get all the work yeah, I've nothing been to do doing with for this. the last four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. So that is something, and for you, it's just a matter of like, if you ever were to go down that major label rabbit hole, it's got to be the right deal. It's got to be a fair deal. And it's I notice, um, I don't, I wouldn't sell my catalog either because I own my catalog. I notice a lot of artists that do sell their catalog and they publishing, they only own a slither, a, fr a portion of it. Right. So it's like, 
I mean, yeah, I'd sell ten percent of something, but I own, I own my entire. What is your catalog. Pub, do you do? Do you do Song Trust or where, where's your pub through? Do you do any sort of? I do. I use Cobalt now, but okay. I started with Song Trust. You know, and everybody could go get a Song Trust. They were doing my first publishing admin. I'm with ASCAP, and then Song Trust did my administration, and I end up doing a, a deal with Cobalt last year. Oh, that's fire! Right, Good. and they. Man, they admin they shit. I like just going into their portal and looking at the numbers and how far that shit reached. It's it's incredible. You somehow have broken through a ceiling that at times as a barrier artist feels impossible to penetrate. Bro, it's a new peak. In terms of like the media you do, the attention you're getting, it, there's so many Bay Area artists that I yeah. love, that are my friends, that we and love, we that we're fans of. But you know what I mean. Yeah. It all, even L.A. has that ceiling. Maybe it's a little, you know, L.A.'s L.A., but there always feels like in the Bay, you know, there's a there's so many dope artists that you kind of have to be from, like, a part of the country to know about, you know. Right. And, and um, I think it's the level of investment um, and marketing that we're willing to put into our work. Um, I haven't met too many artists um, from the region who does content in the way that we do content or spend like what I spend on ads and marketing and on seed and like what I spend having a tour and invest and building a live show, building a venue. Like it's just the, the lack of infrastructure, like we, all of our blueprints is independent, right? And, and that independence has always had some sort of ceiling when it comes to like mainstream, we don't get the same media and the same looks like, Man, shit just did. You have to really invest. Like, you have to invest the same way a major would. Like, I spend, when I get contracts, their marketing budgets, I already spent that shit. You That's feel me? It's like, you're not giving me nothing I haven't done for myself. Right. But a lot of artists who are indie coming up, they're not willing to to spend that amount or put their money where it needs to go. You they'll feel put, me? They'll buy a belt. Right, and that's that's all artists, not even universal to the region. Niggas are buy that's, drugs. That's period. It's like, yeah. yo, fam. Yeah, and the they'll fuck, and they'll spend, fuck their producer the over. The amount of niggas spend on drugs in a month. If you put that shit into ads and seeding, you'll probably grow two. Three the the X. most frustrating shit is because you know I manage producers and and we'll do like, you know, for example, Cyrus over here. Recently, he did a uh, he mixed and mastered a record right for a friend. Who remain nameless. Now, this friend that will remain nameless, he's a good friend. This guy flaunts, you know, um, like he's got, you know, he's doing really well. Uh. <laughs> but for whatever reason, could not square my man up. I won't no. say how much he charged him, but he charged him an extremely low amount because he's a friend. But for whatever reason, Boy. and to me, this happens with producers, videographers, photographers, it's like, fam, if you could go buy the chunky, ugly Balenciaga shoes, you could pay for the beat. Bro, if you could sit in a picture like this with the racks, you could break a nigga break off Break some who bread helped. to your videographer. You could break a nigga off who helped. Step your visuals you up. You could break a nigga off who helped. Nah, like reinvest <laughs> in your craft. <laughs> but I feel like those things have to be taught. 
My pops was a hustler who invested in his craft and taught me. Your dad's a hell of a cook, man. I was fucking up. You feel me? Like, you have to be taught those things. A lot of niggas get money and they're never taught. That's your first time having money. Like, if you're an artist from the block and you come out, nigga, this your first time having paper. That shit changes you and make you feel different. You don't have the awareness and information necessary to go do all that shit, especially if you end up going to a label. Like, man, if some niggas be so fucked up because they assign really early and then once they get out of that label, it's like, you stuck because you didn't really build any infrastructure and then you didn't sit down with the people to get the right. information. So You didn't use your advance in a way that could set up something post-label. Right. And and it's like, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, you have to know where to, but still to this day, like, I just recently found out some new shit with the ads and we've been... Well, I've been Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, hey, shout out to Tik. You know what's crazy is just on a content creator aspect, like people will frown on Facebook and Snapchat because they think the shit is out. Bro, they pay better. Snapchat pays. I have a Snapchat show now where hmm. they just take our interview clips. This guy in the UK, hmm. and uh, bro, it pays way better than YouTube. Hmm. Snapchat. Right. Who I'm fucking bro, I don't have I haven't had Snapchat on my phone in four years. Right. Facebook too. They like, we finna stop paying that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I actively use Snapchat every but day. But for you, are you are you noticing so you're noticing the cause cause for a while there, bang for your buck wise, Facebook was still great. Um, are you so you're noticing that you could do TikTok ads? Man, I think all of them are great. Yeah. In terms of ads bang for your buck. Like like here, let me show you. I look at this shit. Um, I'd like to point out, I did shame him, but I also have an Android. I you have, know? I have both. I have both. This one has a pen I can sign things with. Right. What is that, an S23? Oh, I got a signal here. Some. So look, this is the past seven days, right? This on TikTok. 700,000 views. Wow. 4,000 followers, 74,000 likes, right? You hit the promote. That's, that's the past seven days, right? So I go to the dashboard. Spent forty two hundred, got almost seven hundred thousand views, four thousand new followers. Right, so four thousand new followers off of. I mean, that's a so great look, turn. Four thousand new followers. I spent four grand. Right, out of these four thousand people, if throughout the year I just get them to spend fifty dollars with me, I made two hundred k. If you follow La Russell and become a fan, the least you gonna spend with a nigga is twenty five. So no matter what. I'm I'm paying a dollar for You're investing that money because those new fans are coming in. They're gonna they're gonna break bread with you. I could sell a gold card, two gold cards a month, and I made back my ad spend. What is the 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 gold card that you're talking about? Yeah, so gold cards I launched uh, at the end of 2021, and it's basically like the first artist membership subscription. If you got a gold card, you can come to any La Russell show that I throw for free. So you you get in. How much? How much is a gold card? Like a rack. It's offer based. Oh, offer based. So if like somebody, can you tell us the most you've the most you've I've gotten, gotten for a gold card? Five racks. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like that's a lifetime of shows. I'm finna be doing arenas in a year, two and years. People can come and with it. Bro, niggas who got gold cards, love. They like. Mm. Ah, I'm out here. You feel me? Like the backyard shows. I do so many a year. Go kart members get to come for it's it's a like the backyard shows sell out. You can't get in. If you got a go kart, you ain't even got to think about it. when I start the LA residency, any city I'm in, if you have one, you in there and you don't have to worry about nothing. That's it comes with a plus one, fire. like bruh. I love that. 
and you get random shares and songs. Like I just go through the list sometimes when I drop albums and send percentages to just random niggas who bought gold cards from me. Has there been an artist that has reached out to you for some advice that is somebody who people would think you maybe, you know, not a peer, somebody who's, you know. So you've seen a lot of these big, big rappers, superstar rappers complaining about their situations, like a Meek right. Mill, like a YG. Like, has anybody ever reached out to you just in the DMs and been like, man, like showing you, showing you some love? or Not or really any major, not really any major artist has really tapped in to be like, yo, could you assist with this? But a lot of the indies coming up tap me in. And I mean, like, yeah, not not really too many of the major guys, but some of the people coming out of the major system that's having to go back in indie and shit like that. Like, man, I feel like the major artists are like hyper prideful anyway. Like they you are. say, when because, you mention well, also they're probably like very, a, they're probably very paranoid. Someone's going to screenshot a fucking yeah, DM, yeah. end up on academics, right? <laughs> whatever it is. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, um, for you, what is, if, if somebody is wanting to get involved on even right what in what would be your advice on how the rollout should go down should it be dsps even even at the same time do you do even first do you i mean i know you know it's not a one size fits all but if, if, if based on what you've experienced Me personally i like to do even first and i like to package my music with perks okay so like if you buy albums for, I do all offer base. You can pay whatever you want, but right. I tear it out. So if you pay between a certain amount, that might come with a this. If you pay this amount, it might come with a CD. If you pay this amount, it might come with a vinyl. You pay this, it might come with a go card. Like I like to give people an incentive to support me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like to go to even first before it even. How gets long to will DSP. you have it exclusively on even before like a week or two weeks? Okay, that's dope. Shout out to uh, yo, you know who's doing a great job selling their music. And treating it like art pieces is. Do you know who Ma, uh, Makami is? Mm-mm. So he's a guy who dropped. He dropped an album. He's like OG Buffalo Griselda guy. He dropped an. I don't even know if he's from Buffalo, but um, he treats his albums like art pieces, bro. Hmm. So like you have to buy the vinyl, but there's only like a thousand of them, and like that's it. That's it. Like that's, and, and and but but some of these vinyls go for like that's a wave I'm about to go. So to. two chains did a most expensive shit. Um, you know, he has that show yep. and he met with some vinyl collectors and this guy pulled out this Makami album. I think that was going for like 10 grand or something. And, and it's crazy because you, you hadn't heard of him and two chains hadn't heard of him. And the only reason I had heard of him is because he dropped a dope album with Griselda a couple years ago. Um, but then I started to dive into like his business model. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an Instagram. He only had, he has a fan page that mm-hmm. like, he don't run. Right. But it's this small community where like the music is so exclusive and the vinyl's so extravagant. Right. It looks so beautiful and it's like it's and he's killing it. I fuck with that wave. Like I'm I'm about to move to that point too. Like doing like you know, I used to sell microphones. After I do a big show, I sign the microphone and I auction it off to the fans and I've sold microphones for a crazy amount. And I, I just like giving the fans collectible things. Like we got Omaha cassette tape collectible things because I know I'm going to be as big as wherever the fuck is the biggest one day and now they get to make paper off some shit that they got for supporting early like man when when the streaming side really kick and everyone who got percentages and royalties in our shit they're gonna be like oh shit man 
Have you ever uh, had any uh, chats with a, a dude named Caskey? White boy rapper Caskey used to be on Cash nah, Money. No, Cash Money Caskey. No, I haven't. I haven't hollered at him. He's doing a really good job of building up his independent, but he's he's just did the second version of his uh, $100 mixtape. Mm. And the first time he made 100 grand in a day. You know, and he's and he's it. doing the second one, and can't beat it. So that's if you got a dedicated diehard following, it's like people want to yeah, support. And you're gonna you get this super fucking sick. You're gonna get it on CD, but you're also gonna get like this extravagant. Uh, I think the first time you did a cool USB, but you know, if you're sitting on music, his his whole thing is like, I don't know where these songs are gonna go because I record so much, but they're all fire. So here's thirty records for a hundred dollars. Hmm. Once they're sold out, they're fucking sold out. That's hard. And all of his fans from the first time. Honored not uploading any of them. Mm. Because I, right. he's like, yo, people could upload them on YouTube if they want, but like I'm asking everybody not to. And they still haven't hit the Real internet. Niggas. So it's dope, man. Well, shit. I'm, I'm super proud of you, bro. It's dope to see everything you're doing. Mutual. Um, I think you're, uh, you know, I, like I said, bro, I think you're kind of changing. You're changing the game, bro. I feel like you caught me at the same time I caught you going into like that indie grind right, and building sure. that phase and it's been dope to see the parallel and you still you that's the beautiful part like i could still text a call sure. or i, I mean shit you hit me like call. four hours ago like i just right. landed in la let's do something i'm like i i was so right. far away i was like i'll make it happen come on yeah so listen man uh go go support everything this guy does uh there's so many ways they can support you Whichever way you find that works the best for you, go do that. If it's streaming, if it's even, if it's through a live show, if it whatever works for you, do that. You uh real quick, I want you to give some game to up and coming producers because you do work closely with certain producers. Topes here who's from Portland. Mm. Um what would be the game you'd give to a producer who's got heat but just doesn't I mean the producer game to me is it as as an outsider, it was kind of an insight. It's just a discouraging right thing right. it's almost like being a graphic designer or right. a photographer it's like fuck man like super underappreciated you're underpaid people take advantage of you yeah. there's there's people who chase placements there's the youtube type beats but if you were a producer what would be the game you would give a producer to attack the music industry from your approach work horizontally and build something don't chase anything just work horizontally find the niggas you love that's around you that's in your city and just go build with them and talk about the splits and just get your royalties. Eventually, you get to a point where you got 60, 70, 80 songs all giving you this percentage coming in and you getting your publishing and you don't have to go rely on the industry to get you a bag. Or One of those artists you work with that you believe in is going to blow up. And you're going to benefit from that, whether they take care of you or not. You're going to be, a rising tide lifts all boats. I mean, if you look at a lot of the big name guys, they started with one person. Right. Mustard with YG, you know right. what I'm saying? Like even the the homie six with uh with Logic, like there's and so that's all you gotta do. Yeah. Like find someone you love and just pour into them, man. Man, Tope, man, Tope been working since 2020. None of this shit existed. I had like three, four thousand followers, and now right. a nigga at a million, and we go to the world, and we, you feel me? Like he's he found something early and invested in it. And now he gets ROI on that investment. And right. that's the way to go. You ain't never got to chase nothing. Just find the things you love and help cultivate it. There it is, man. La Russell. We're about to do a freestyle. You guys can watch separate YouTube video. Huh? Um, 
everybody, uh, make sure you check them in 2024, whatever city. How many different cities? Have you planned it out or do you just kind of, we know LA is one of them. Yeah, we start in quarterly. Uh, I got a spot be, in AZ for you if you want to do Phoenix. I got a place. We actually do. Phoenix I, I got, is up I got there. a venue out there. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. real dope venue. Shout out to uh, AZ Way Too Active. They're a dope platform in Arizona. They, they, got, they built a, a cool little venue. and Yeah, man, it's going to be dope next year too because like, like I said, it's just new. Like niggas don't do residencies no more. And one day I just had a thought. I was like, man, back in the days, like if you want to go see like a Billy Holiday, there used to be like a club that you go to and she performing there for so many nights. And even comedians, they go repeat the same comedy club over and over and new Some, people. Sometimes and like, you do three shows in a night. I'm on. That's yeah. what I'm on. That's what I want to do. And I like you because like, you do afternoon shows, man. I'd be too tired and watch. We're going home because the grannies, my demographic is different. I got grandmothers and children. They not trying to be out at night. I love 10, like the 11 two three p.m. PM show. I'm like, oh, this is yeah, this is what I like. Right? I still die. right. It's yeah. new. It'll spoil you. Yeah, because <laughs> then you gotta go to another show, and it's like I'm tired. Every time there's a concert, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like do I really have already seen them? Are they my friend? Right. Right. Even if, even if they're my friend, how mad will <laughs> no, they be if I don't real. go? It'd be rough. Ugh. It'd be rough. Like recently, I went and saw SZA, and I, I did not regret it. I was like, I love SZA. I was like, you know what? I got to go see SZA. Well, we got to build new standards and new norms. Like, that doesn't have to be the thing, but we've just been so conditioned to do it that yeah. way, and I, I'm trying to break all them barriers. Boom. My guy, I appreciate you. Go Russell, go follow him. Go yeah. support him. Stream the music. Buy a shirt. Buy a hoodie. Sheesh. Boom. Appreciate you guys watching. Hey, this interview was brought to you by Odd Socks, baby. The holidays are here, and the people who you love deserve... The, the fly socks, the most comfortable socks in the world. Oh, these Scarface socks. Oh, look at these things. Look at these Top Ramen socks. What are we talking about? Whatever you're into, WWE, Scarface, uh, The Godfather, fucking Transformers, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, Breaking Bad, uh, Coca-Cola. Hello. You know what I mean? They got the socks for them, and they are the most comfortable socks in the world. Get some Odd Socks basics on your feet and thank me later. Oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEG, save 20% off at checkout for the holiday season. Appreciate y'all watching. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.